significance of this song is because this episode is strictly about movies so it is called uh, movies 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 this is um an additional episode this week i'm recording it first but um it's an additional episode this week and um this is really just i wanted to do this anyway i wanted to um i really wanted to just do an episode about all of the movies that's coming out this year. This year is going to be so epic on so many different levels um, with these movies. Um, but the reason why I chose the Loonies, I got five on it, and you might still hear it faintly playing in the background, is because um, Jordan Peele took this song, which is um, a beloved song of all 80s babies and children who grew up in the 90s, okay? Um, this song is beloved by all of us because this is a song that came out in 1995-ish and it just was, it was the hottest song in the world. It was the hottest song in the world at the time. And it was mainly because of the beat. It was also because they were talking about weed and I did not know anything about weed at the time. Um, I am not the connoisseur um, that I am today. I was not then. So, I did not know anything about this, this this lingo. I got five on it. What does that even mean, Jesus? Um, but, I, of course, I know now. This song, Jordan Peele took this song, and um, he released a trailer for his new movie coming up. Uh, let me see. And I'm going a bit out of order, only because I started with this song, so I'm going to start with this movie. Um, Us. Us comes out March 22nd. So... Um, Christmas Day, maybe a couple days before Christmas, I got some sort of announcement or some kind of notification, um, I think, over uh, Instagram. I think it was on the PETA's page. I think it was on Jordan Peele's page. And I think it was on Winston Duke's page, who's our guy Mbaku from uh, Black Panther. He is also in the movie um, with Lupita. And, of course, Jordan Peele, the director of Get Out and... The song in the movie about the cat Keanu that I never watched, but I guess it would be funny. I'm not sure. Um, but Get Out is the first movie that I saw um, him uh, direct, produce, write, direct, all of those things. I think he did all of those things, maybe. Um, also, um, Us is like the second movie in this in this horror. Um, like, uh, it's not a trilogy, so I'll just say this horror pack that he's got coming, um, for us, basically. So, he, um, he took I Got Five on it, and he put it in the trailer. 
And then what he did was he 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 sampled it. He he did many interpolations. Um, as the images got darker and darker, the song itself becomes darker and darker. So yes, Jordan Peele has ruined "I Got Five on it. Absolutely, he's ruined it because now all I think about I, I, I look side to side when I hear the beginning, um, and, and the beginning is so is so epic, you know. So. Um, so that's that's one of the movies, um, but I'm not going to go into um, everything I have to say about that movie because there's more movies ahead of that that I want to start with. So, um, so like I said, this episode is mainly about the movies that's coming out. I'm going to actually stick to probably between now and um, July, um, only because if I continue to go, um, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of movies that are coming out that are relevant to what we dealt with last year, um, or maybe even the year before. Lots of sequels, um, lots of um, reboots. So let's just get into it. Uh, the first movie that I have on my list is the movie Glass. Um, I know you guys have seen the previews for this. Samuel L. Jackson is Mr. Glass. He was Mr. Glass in the movie Unbreakable. Um, uh, Bruce Willis is the unbreakable fella. He's almost like your... He's a he's like a poor man's Wolverine. He can't be hurt. He can't be killed. Um, any of those things. Um, unbreakable spends a lot of time going through these um, stories, these outlandish stories of accidents and people, you know, a guy walking away from it each time. Um, and so, uh, Mr. Glass, uh, Samuel Jackson, he has an affliction. His affliction is, is that he, his bones, break easily. He is Mr. Glass, literally. He will break. Um, I remember watching the movie, and he was a kid, and somebody pushed him down, you know, just like kids do, but he broke, like, all the bones in his body. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. But anyway, so Mr. Glass um, is, he's a diabolical villain. He's, he's <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. He's not a good guy. Um, unbreakable, um, Bruce Willis's character is the good guy. Um, Mr. Glass is not. And then, um, of course, then you have the fella from Split. Um, I didn't watch Split because Split was, it seemed a little too much for me. Um, too, too many girls kidnapped, too many personalities, too much of um, this man uh, looking like a beast yeah, when he turned into the beast, I guess. Um, I, you know, personalities are, are troublesome. I watched a movie called Sybil when I was a, kid, a little kid. And I believe that chick had 16 to 19 personalities in her head. Um, that's back in the day when TBS used to put on those movies uh, in the middle of the day. You know, I was a latchkey kid and, and I stayed home a lot um, if I didn't have something to do during the summer. So, um, yeah, that, that movie was put on TBS and I watched that and Sybil was, was crazy um, with all those personalities and I just can't take it. Okay? So that was too much for me. And I wasn't interested in seeing the movie. But if I am interested in seeing Glass, then I must see Split because it doesn't make sense to go and watch the first part of this and not the second part to try to finish it up with the third. Uh, Glass is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. That's our man from um, the, the Fog, didn't he? He did The Haunting, The Happening. He does really weird movies. Movies that typically don't have a really good um, ending. The ending is almost always um, a reluctant ending. It's not... It's not a happy ending. It's not a sad ending. It just kind of it just kind of is. You know, he's very Spike Lee in that he just ends movies the way that it just is. You know, so we like M Night Shyamalan. Um, 
So hopefully this one will live up to snuff. I'm not 100% sure if I'm trying to go see this in the movie theater or not, but I definitely will watch it on Cody or on the Fire Stick or something like that, um, or whatever. Um, the second one is uh, What what Men Want. This is a remake. I want to call it a remake slash reboot, only because it's it's one of two remake remake slash reboots that I'm going to talk about today. Which basically what I mean by this is this is just a switcheroo. This is one movie that's been made before and we're going to literally change the players. And we're going to do the complete opposite. So what, what Women Want came out, I don't know, 2000 maybe. Um, yeah, probably almost about 20 years ago roughly. Um, and that starred uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Helen Hunt. And many other people who I can't think of at this time, but those were the two that it starred. And Mel Gibson, um, I don't even remember how he got this power, but he got the power to be able to hear women's thoughts and stuff. So, um, of course, obviously that changed his life. He finds a, a woman whose thoughts he's reading. He falls for her, you know, all of this stuff that the, the, the the typical rom-com, right? So, um, what men want is basically, um, an update. An updated version of this, 2019 version of what women want. Um, it is starring our favorite Taraji P. Henson. She will be the person who gets the spell, uh, cast on her, and she'll be able to hear what men are thinking. Um, which I'm sure will be, um, filthy, um, creepy, and overall entertaining. I'm sure of it. Um, so, uh, honorable mention, we got Erica Badu. Erica Badu is also in the movie. She is the, uh, let's just call her a hippie. She's the hippie that gives, um, <laughs> she's the hippie that gives, um, Taraji P. Henson her, her powers to be able to read these men or hear these men's thoughts. Um, uh, so that, that looks really interesting. Um, 100% interesting. Um, there's a bit of um, controversy going on with the both of them, so hopefully they won't have issues with people um, coming to see the movie uh, because there's been a few things that they've said over the past couple of days here about R. Kelly, and it's just been questionable. It's not anything that you're like, oh my god, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever patron with them again, but it's just like questionable, like why, 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 why? Um, I will be touching on that on um, episode two of my podcast, Mill Speaks. Um, I don't know the name of that episode just yet. I have two, um, two titles in, in mind, so we'll see. Um, we'll see, but it'll be on the episode that's going to be out tomorrow. Um, so we'll touch on Erica Badu, and we'll touch on Taraji P. Henson and the things that they did and said, um, as it pertains to, um, R. Kelly. Um, but what men want, uh, wants... That movie is set to release, let's see, release date, this is the one movie I don't have the release date written down, all the other movies um, after this I totally have a release date. Okay, the release date is February the 8th, so let me write that down, just for my own edification. Um, so February 8th, What Women Wants comes out, um, then I have um, a nice... Then I have a nice um, month before some really important movies start to come out. Like, important to my life. Um, 
The first one is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has been long anticipated ever since we sat down last year in April and we returned and we realized that Thanos indeed got all of the fucking Infinity Stones indeed and he snapped his fingers and just like that, just like they said, and he definitely um, took out half of the universe. And so why Captain Marvel is important is because in the post-credit scenes, I believe it was the last post-credit, because you know Marvel they'll, in the movie, give you the initial credits, then give you a scene, and then they'll give you the full credits, so, you know, on the black screen with all the white names, you know what I'm saying, um, that you have to kind of sit through, uh, so that you can get that last scene. And the last scene was Samuel L. Jackson um, in the car with his uh, lady enforcer, and I wish I knew her name, but I don't. Um, she's super dope on everything I've ever seen her in. Um, he's with her, his lady uh, enforcer, and all of a sudden things start getting a little ridiculous. Because why? Because they are evaporating. Because Thanos has snapped his finger, okay, and uh, with all the Infinity Stones, and everybody screwed, okay. Um. So, just before Samuel L. Jackson, um, you know, disappears into thin air, um, he, he takes out a pager, a pager, y'all, a pager, and he pages uh, Captain Marvel, because on the pager screen, we see the icon or the emblem for Captain Marvel. Cool? Cool. Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Apparently, she is of Earth, and then is not of Earth. We literally know nothing else outside of the fact that she has tremendous powers, better powers than any of the Avengers, the existing Avengers right now. Um, I swear I saw her fly out of Earth into the atmosphere, and she was on fire, and she was fighting in the space. So, I can get with that. I really can get with that. And she didn't have a mask on either. You're welcome. Uh, no helmet, no nothing. All right? She's just breathing in. No air up there. Um, so, that movie I am totally ready for. 100% ready for. Because um, it's just the next movie in the line. And it's really just the next movie up that's setting us up for April 26th. But we are not out of March so I'm not going to talk about April 26th yet. The next movie on the list is Us. Us. But first, um, Captain Marvel comes out March 8th. Us comes out March the 22nd, like I said earlier, I believe. Us looks um, terrifying. You're welcome. 100% terrifying. It's, 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 not enough. It's, it's not enough for us to have... A great producer who knows how to cast, and it's not enough for us to have a cast that is a fully realized black family. I'm not, and I, listen, and listen, I'm not trying to be colorist here, but this is, it's unprecedented that we find a black, black family, like a brown family, beautiful brown family. They look like they're related, right? Because, I mean, think about some of the, the, the shows that we've seen and that we grew up with. So look at, like, the Cosby show. So, I mean, Claire and Cliff look like they could have had, they could have had Theo, they could have had Rudy, and they could have had Vanessa, but I don't know who, uh, who Claire had these kids with, uh, Denise and, and, and Sandra, because uh, it wasn't Cliff's kids. What's up? 
What's up, Carrie? Uh, I've just received a um, FaceTime duo video from a dear friend of mine. Carrie, I'm recording the Movies, Movies, Movies podcast right now, um, episode. And I'm talking about us right now. I got there. And I started the... Um, I started this out with I Got Five on it. Uh, and so then I went into talking about how Jordan Peele jacked up I Got Five on it for us because he put it in the Us trailer. You see what I'm saying? And now it's a totally terrifying situation. Um, so, and Carrie's going to go with me to see the movie. She's shaking her head that she's not. But no, she... no, 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 no. Okay, well, that's a good... Um, that's a really good impression of Get Out, but nope, you're going to go with me, okay? We're going to go see this. Alright, I I had to stop and, and have that conversation. Um, she's still on the fence, and it, with good reason. Um, I'm, it, there's no, there's no um, two ways about it. This movie, like I said, looks terrifying. Um, when the trailer was released on Christmas Day... I watched it and I was so I was so excited. I stand for it because like I said it was a beautiful brown family. Typically you have um families where you know the kids are lighter or something like that or it's not a believable looking cast but this this is a beautiful brown family. Um husband, wife, daughter, son. Um uh, it takes place on some sort of um some sort of hometown that's near the beach. Um, we have, um, this family, like I stated, and then there's a doppelganger, uh, family that looks just like them, that looks like the evil version of them, per, per, perhaps? I'm not really sure. Um, it's, it's kind of up in the air still about what this is really about. Um, but it, it's so scary because you've got so many different, you know, Lupita is such a phenomenal actress, um, she can do just about any role, um, I, I'm convinced. Um, but this in particular, this horror, the terror that I saw in her face and in her eyes and even in, in her voice, because she didn't sound like herself, she sounded like a more barbaric version or a more raw version of, of themselves. Um, in the, in the trailer, also you have a scene where there's, um, there's some, they're in some sort of facility and there's lots of white bunnies all over the floor and it's just listen if you don't know the significance of, of white bunnies and scary movies um specifically just one movie in particular um it's that movie is is fatal attraction it came out in the 80s i'm not sure what year um but fatal attraction was one of those thrillers one of those those movies that kind of got you thinking and, and it was truly messed up and the white rabbit um in the film, if, you, if you've never seen it before, I'll sum it up quickly. Um, there's a man, he's married. 
He's a businessman. He went on a business trip. He runs into this woman. He has sex with her in the elevator. He, I think he may have even had sex with her one more time. I think he had sex with her once more. Um, after this, she completely went crazy, fell in love, started stalking him, started stalking his family, coming to his job, calling his job, calling his house, um, befriending his wife. Um, and it all culminates in the very end, the very end of the movie. He goes over there. He becomes physical with her he, he lets her know hey i'm not leaving my family you stay the fuck away from my family you know or i'll kill you he leaves her you know um <laughs> so he gets back or he doesn't really get back but at back at the house because she's caused a car accident um with his wife so back at the house the wife is home um she's got a a, a bandage uh, or some sort of cast on her arm and she's beat up because she's bruised from this this accident. And she's getting in the tub. And um, at this point, I think the whole family's in the house. But I think um, Michael Douglas is out playing with their daughter. But Glenn Close, who is the, who is the character who has uh, went completely crazy, um, she's the fatal attraction. Um, she manages to get in the house, and um, it's a situation where the wife gets out of the tub or the shower, and the 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 window or the the mirror is fogged, and you know she wipes it, and and she's right there, she's right behind her, and it's it's like a a huge climax to the film. Um, but while that fight is happening, Michael Douglas realizes that there's something boiling over in the kitchen. He sees it from outside. He comes running in. It's boiling over. It's the white rabbit that he has purchased for his daughter at the beginning of the movie. Daughter was in love with the white rabbit. And Glenn Close boiled that motherfucker. I mean, it's just... It was terrifying. And if you ever watched the movie, or if you remember the movie, that was just, it was just um, a different level. Now, obviously, this is 2019, so we've seen so many terrible things just in real life. Um, we've experienced tons of, of just, you know, terrible shootings. We've experienced, um, you know, attacks on our country, um, all of this stuff. Um, so at this time that might not seem crazy but at that time that was so extreme like really you're gonna boil a rabbit so when i saw the rabbits in the get out or excuse me in the us preview i was just like oh god no not white rabbits <laughs> i was like oh god not white rabbits jesus um so i'm i'm very interested to see if jordan peele even used that as um you know as an ode to that that white rabbit boiling <laughs> in Fatal Attraction. Um, so, yeah, that that movie I'm very excited about. Um, this one allegedly has nothing to do with race, not like Get Out was, you know, you know, centered around race. This one is centered around, I think, we think, um, you know, our worst, uh, our worst enemies. You know, we are our own worst enemies, you know. Um... And I don't know if this is just our the worst sides of these this family. I don't I don't know. So it, it'll be very interesting to see what the twist is. And I'm interested to see if this is something that will, you know, you know, tie in with uh, you know, with Get Out. Um, you know, because I think he has like a five movie deal with with the uh, with the studio to do these types of movies. I think and. Um, and I, th I think he's going to continue to make these types of films. 
and then you know move in you know hopefully he'll he'll link them all together that'll be so dope um so yeah that movie comes out march the 22nd so i'm really excited about that one i'll be in the movie theater prayerfully carrie will come with me um you know we'll make it happen um the next movie on the list is Dumbo. Dumbo comes out um, March the 29th, so a week later, Dumbo comes out. It looks live action. It's got a lot of CGI going on. Um, you know, for me, I never really watched the initial Dumbo. Dumbo was just Dumbo, you know? Dumbo was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know? You, you knew Dumbo when you saw Dumbo. Dumbo had, you know, the ears, and he flew, and he's an elephant, and he's dope, and he plays in the circus, and he had a rough life in the beginning, and... You know, then he became really awesome, and that's as far as I know. That's as far as my little brain will take me on Dumbo. So, am I excited about this? Not really. Um, but it, it looks like it'll be dope, and it looks like kids would like it. And to introduce Dumbo and all of the the classics to these new kids, you know, to these kids, you know, it, it's good. It's good. I mean, shit, we had our Disney movies. They they can have theirs too. You know. Um, so that's March the twenty ninth. Um, April 12th, Hellboy. This is a, t- a total reboot. So we don't have the original guy in it, and he's he's fairly old. I think he's on like a, a show on FX. It was it Sons of Anarchy. I think he's on that show. I can't tell you his name right now. Um, but, you know, I have, <laughs> I have Mad written next to this because I just don't understand what we're doing. Like, why are we redoing Hellboy? Hellboy had a perfect first and second movie that second movie was so magical i just don't know if anyone really saw it this way but when i watched hellboy 2 like it was just so like the the golden army and the 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 notion you know of the 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 son who who's willing to you know kill his family in order to you know for the for a greater good of taking over earth you know basically you know what i mean um he just was so evil yet he was so vulnerable um he had the sister who was the twin but if if she got killed he got killed and vice versa so it was just really good the special effects was great there's a scene where he he throws some sort of seed into like water and once once it hits water like it grows up this massive like green monster but it's just so hard it's hard to explain but it was just beautiful and he has to kill it he kills it and then when he kills it and everywhere that his body lands like it's just beautiful like you know greenery and flowers and you know all kinds of stuff and it's just so magical so i'm really i'm really at a loss as to why we're redoing hellboy like, what is the real game here? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, so fuck Hellboy. Um, August 26th, Avengers Endgame comes out. That is the highlight for me of the year. And I know that it's coming early, early, early in second quarter. But, hey, it just is what it is. I mean, this is what I've been waiting on since I watched The Last Avengers last April. Um, I've been waiting on this. Um, and realistically speaking, if you've ever, if you've been following all of the Marvel movies, and if you've watched every single one of them, all of the post-scene credits, all of the craziness, you've been waiting for this motherfucker, okay? This is what we've been waiting for, okay? This is what we've been waiting for. So, I spoke about this on, uh, Captain Marvel, so let's just go right into it. 
So, like I said, we've been waiting on this for um, realistically. Um, if if I'm being if I'm being real, I mean it's it's been over ten years in the making. Um, but but um, realistically speaking, um, ever since um, the end of Avengers two, we realized that there was somebody out there bigger and badder doper fooler which is thanos and he has all the control he's super dope um in in the worst way possible okay he's big he can beat up the hulk he's huge he's powerful he's got all the infinity stones um so um at the end of avengers 3 um we basically saw everybody evaporate and if you had an opportunity to watch ant-man you also saw <clears throat> you also saw um, one of the post post credit scenes where uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer's characters and also the Wasp character um, they evaporate, leaving Scott Ant Man in a quantum realm, so small no one knows he's there. I mean. Obviously, someone knows he's there because when we watched the Avengers Endgame um, trailer, we see that Scott pulls up with the van that has the device that takes you to the quantum realm. He pulls up with that van in the driveway of wherever um, Captain America and the Black Widow are. Okay? So, someone has brought... Um, Scott out of the quantum realm. I'm guessing it was Larry Fishburne's character because he's the only, literally the only other person who knows this type of science and knows what they were doing and how to get somebody back. He's he's really the only one uh, that would know that. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what Ant-Man has in store to help uh, combat Thanos. Um, also, of course, Captain Marvel. We need Captain Marvel in there. She's she's going to be pivotal because she's going to have probably the most powers out of all the remaining Avengers because, I mean, realistically speaking, all the Avengers that we have left um, are uh, simply Captain America, Black Widow, uh, Iron Man. He's out there, but, I mean, he's out in space, so he technically doesn't exist. Um you know, for them on Earth. Um, I'm trying to think of Rocket. He's not really an Avenger. He's he's literally the him and Nebula are the only two that lived from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, shout outs to Gamora. Um, uh, trying to think of who else lived because Black Panther evaporated. Um, the you know the twin girl evaporated. Um, Vision had his head crushed open with the. The, the stone being snatched out of his head and he was thrown dead. Um, Spider-Man, he's evaporated. Doctor Strange, he's evaporated. Um, I'm trying, I'm literally trying to think of who else is left. Thor, Thor's left and that's important because Thor has the ability to kill Thanos. He just didn't take his opportunity to do it properly. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, 
that is that's where we're at with that movie and I'm so excited for this. I need to know how this thing ends. I need to know that Gamora is brought back. I need to know that they go back in time and they take Gamora and they bring her back. Hell, I'll be good if they go all the way back to the beginning and they don't kill Asgardians and Loki cuz listen, Loki, all right, is horrible. Yes, he is. But Loki became a fan favorite, I think, after Thor Ragnarok. I think he redeemed himself, which is, you know, fascinating, truly. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited for that. I'll probably make my way up to Charlotte and kick it with my homegirl that weekend, um, prayerfully, and I'll be able to, you know, go to the movie and hang out and, and we'll have a good time because last year we did that. So if they do big movies like this every year, then that can be like a thing for us. So that would be cool. Um, so Avengers is pretty much it for big, big movies that, you know, most people that I know care about until May 17th. May 17th, John Wick 3 comes out, and I just don't know if any of y'all have seen this preview or the trailer for it. Um, if you guys have seen John Wick 1 and 2, then you are right on par to see this film, obviously. Um, this movie, based on the trailer, looks like it picks directly up from when the hit is put out on John. Um, I think he has, what, an hour? I, I'm really hazy on it. Is it an hour? Is it 12 hours? He has a he has a set amount of time before he, he, people can start to kill him, simply. Simply put. Um, he broke the rules. He handled business in the hotel where, you know, you're not supposed to ever handle business. Um, and he made that decision, and they put the hit out on him, and he's been excommunicated from the outfit. Right? So now, he's trying to get to wherever I guess he's trying to go. <laughs> okay? And without getting killed. Um, so it's just him and his dog. And um, apparently he gets help from Halle Berry. She's also an assassin, I would imagine. Um, so it looks like it's dope. It looks like a lot of people are trying to kill him. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne is in this one, too. Um, and he's, he's probably picking up from where he was last film. He helped John Wick. Halfway helped him. Um, but he helped him. And, um, I'm sure he's willing to put, you know, take John Wick out for the money. I think it's like seven or eight million dollars you get for killing John Wick in this situation. And who knows, they might have even doubled it by the time this film comes out. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's a dope, dope situation. I'm very excited about this. Um, uh, before that, sorry, I think I wrote this down, didn't even pay attention. Before that, a few days before John Wick comes out on May 12th, Aladdin comes out, and that's the, I guess, live-action Aladdin um, with Will Smith as the genie, okay? Now, again, I'm an 80s baby, grew up in the 90s, and I fully remember Aladdin, okay? I don't have a clue who was the voice of anybody but the genie, and the genie was the late, great Robin Williams. He's phenomenal at everything, okay? Um, you know, R.I.P. to Robin Williams, so, now, Will Smith is a big enough personality to where I feel like he could certainly take on this role. I'm, I have no problem with that, but my problem came from the, the, the press photos that they, they put out a few months ago. Will Smith in a genie costume? My, my nigga, like, nah, I'm not... I don't know, he just looks so... Um, 
bought and sold for. You know, it just, it just looked, it just, it, it wasn't a good look. It, it looked worse than he looked in Wild Wild West, man, for real. So anyway, um, but he, he says that he's not really in the movie, and the majority of the movie is him CGI. So, I don't know, maybe I have to see a preview or something to really be on board with this, but obviously, I want to make sure that I support Will Smith. Will Smith is, is one of the greatest, and I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but this man is living his absolute best fucking life right now, and he just turned 50, and he's, him and Martin are filming Bad Boys 3, I mean, like, I'm, I'm excited for Will Smith, truly, um, so, you know, the jury's out on whether or not I'd even try to go see this in the movie, but I will definitely be interested in paying attention to the previews, um, the, the full trailer, and then the reception. It'd be great if Will Smith got a win this summer, truly. Um, so, that'd be dope. Um, uh, now we're into another part of Marvel, and I had to explain this to somebody. Marvel is, is, is one of two things here, for me. Marvel is um, the Marvel Universe that we have come to, to know with, you know, the Avengers and, and such. Then there's the, the, the darker side of Marvel, I like to say. Basically, the X-Men. The X-Men. The X-Men are... My, they were my first introduction to Marvel, and I was more loyal to the X-Men series before I could get directly into the Marvel, you know... Um, cinematic universe so it took me a while to watch iron man it did i, I was kind of low-key you know like nah i'm not interested you know even though i love the hulk uh ed norton's hulk is great so you know when they didn't bring him back for the avengers i was just like oh man but i think that was ed norton's um hang up and not marvel um but anyway um on june the second dark phoenix comes out and Dark Phoenix is basically about um, Jean Grey's character, uh, the Phoenix. Jean Grey is the Phoenix. Um, and the reason why Jean Grey is this way is because she's the most powerful mutant in the entire world. And she had Charles Xavier, well, Charles Xavier um, try to protect her by um, hiding herself from herself and so as she grew older and in aged she started to tap into this phoenix this phoenix I, the only thing i can imagine you know as an explanation is the phoenix is just your your ultimate alpha um sometimes that might even be the the yin in, in your normal yang life you know you're not this way normally but you know this is you know this is your other side you know this is where all your desires and all of your your savagery and all of all of your your animalistic um types of um desires wants needs um you act on all of it right so that's jean gray that's not jean gray that's the phoenix but jean gray has all the powers and she's very smart and she's lovable and she's good you know but she's she's constantly struggling because she's always fighting the phoenix she has no idea that she's fighting the phoenix but she's fighting the phoenix and i guess in this movie jean gray goes the phoenix takes over and if you watch the x-men apocalypse film um which was the third installment in the second like the reboot of x-men so when they go back in time and then they they have that storyline um x-men apocalypse is the third installment in that film and um 
if you'll if you'll remember at the end of that film, Jean Grey had to tap into the Phoenix and she had to completely and utterly let go. And when she lets go, that is that is dangerous for everyone. But I I mean as if you see if you saw that film, you'll realize that her letting go took out the mutant that at that time was pretty much a more it's a probably pretty much a stronger mutant than any mutant we've come into contact with, um, you know, up until that point, you know, outside of Jean Grey, obviously. Um, so I'm not sure what it's going to be about, what the ultimate goal is. I did see that Jennifer Lawrence was back in it as Mystique. Um, so, and this is supposed to, I would have, I would think this would take place in the nineties, given that the um, X-Men apocalypse took place in the eighties and then the, the few days of future past, took place in, um, took, they, they were in the future, but they went back to the seventies and then, you know, the, the first, and then the first X-Men was in the sixties, you know, um, with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, so, um, so yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. I mean, I, I don't, I don't expect it not to be good ever. So, I'll be interested to watch that. Um, then, uh, June the 14th, we have yet another reboot. This is Men in Black. So, we have a uh, we have a reunion. Thor Ragnarok reunion. Where we have um, Chris Helmsworth. And we have um, Tessa Thompson. Um, they were both in Thor Ragnarok. Um, and now they're going to be in Men in Black together. And I love the idea of a female being in Men in Black, even though we did briefly see a female as um, an um, MIB um, character at the end of the first Men in Black film, if I'm not mistaken. But that was short-lived because when we came back, he uh, Will Smith had, um, you know, an, another male partner um, once Kay left, right? So... This, I don't know if they're going to try to connect any part of this to the previous Men in Black. I know that I loved and enjoyed the shit out of Men in Black 3. Like, and I don't know why, but the Men in Black is just a movie. Those, That's just a, a series where it's like you really shouldn't enjoy the shit as much as you do. Like, you really shouldn't. It's so good. I really enjoy it. And then I'm weird like a... Anyway, I, I love space. I love mutants, uh, aliens, uh, powers, you know, shit like that. So it's just cool. So um, I love Men in Black 3. That was really good. So hopefully they'll have some sort of, you know, um, connection to the previous ones. But then hopefully it's nice and original and it's a nice fresh reboot because that's the worst. Now, I don't really need it to be just, you know, the same shit, but then just with new characters, you know, make it different. You know, we're in 2019 now, so technology should be di different. It should be better. You know, more things should blow our minds, you know. So I'm excited about that. Um very excited about that. On the same day of June 14th, we have Shaft. Shaft is going to be coming out June 14th. And I'm just... I, at first, I didn't even know that they were redoing Shaft, but you know, Samuel Jackson will be reprising his role as Shaft, so I'm not real sure what this is going to be, honestly. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Um... And to be perfectly honest with you, they killed peoples from the first shaft. So, you know, listen, 
people's <laughs> people's was like the best villain ever um I would love to see him back, but obviously they're not going to bring him back to life. That's not going to happen. Um, so I have no idea what it's about. So I'll be interested in the previews and in the trailers to see what it's even about. Probably not one that I'll go and see in the movie theater because I just probably won't unless it just looks that good. And it all depends because, you know, the the last one, it, it, I don't know that they had the budget that they most likely will have for this shaft. So we'll see. Uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and then, um, and then in July, there's the the big time, the big wait. We've been all waiting for this one too because I think we saw the preview or the album, excuse me, the movie art. Um, I think we saw that shit last year sometime, maybe even, maybe even two years, maybe the tail end of 2017. We started seeing Lion King um, stuff, you know, pictures of who's all gonna be in it, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then a couple of months ago we were blessed and I can't remember what was I, what were we watching? Cause it was like a big game. It was something. And all of a sudden the, it came, it, it, it was premiered on some big game. I can't remember what game it was. It's a hundred percent possible. It was Christmas. It's a hundred percent possible. I was watching Golden State play. Um, so I really don't know, but when the trailer dropped on TV, um, as I was sitting there not paying attention, James Earl Jones' voice is still so extremely magnetic. Like, I I think I looked up the way the animals looked up at the sun. Like, I looked up at the TV like, what's going on? And when I saw what I saw, I was blown away because I, obviously I knew that, you know, Lion King was getting remade, but it really shouldn't have affected me the way that it did. And obviously, like I said, 80s baby grew up in the 90s. I watched Lion King. We were in the sixth grade, last day of school. They put Lion King on, dog. Like, I, we watched that movie. That movie was great. That was probably one of the first movies where everybody was like, in complete unison, that movie is great. People cried at the time. When Mufasa um, died, everybody was pretty emotional about it. Um, you know, rightly so. So it looks like it's going to be just as intense um, because it looks like it's the exact same, um, you know, premise. It's just CGI um, in in the appearance of live action. So it, it looks great. Um, so I'm excited for that. That's July 19th. That's July 19th. Um, there's a film coming out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And there were so many stars in the film. I wrote it down only because I haven't seen anything about it, but I'll stay, I'll, I'll take a look at it and, and, and check it out. It's one of those huge ensemble casts. I should have at least written down who's in it so that we could, you know, have something. I know Brad Pitt's in it. Um, I know Al Pacino's in it. Um... And there's somebody else because the the line, you know, the the name line, those were the second and third people on it. Somebody else was first, um, and it looks like it's it looks interesting. I mean, it's a bunch of people we know, so who knows what the story will be. Um, there's also another X Men film coming out in August, August second. This X Men film is called The New Mutants. So I guess it's just you know young mutants and you know. Um, Hopefully it's set in, you know, the current times and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's good. I don't, I don't know much about it, so I'll, I'll stay tuned to that as well. Um, 
Then there's the Fast and Furious spinoff with The Rock, featuring The Rock and Jason Statham. And uh, that comes out August the 9th. And <laughs> listen, you know, this movie, it'll probably be great. Nice little juice, muscle head movie. Um, lots of action, lots of fighting, lots of everything. Um, you know, Tyrese was very upset about this, this film, and the fact that it pushed back the final, you know, the, the Fast and Furious what, what, nine? Were they at eight? Nine? Yeah. Yeah, they're at nine. So it pushed this one back because Fast and Furious 9 was supposed to come out this year and now it's got pushed to next year. So he was upset at The Rock for accepting the film and pushing everybody back and all their money and da 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 I mean, And then it later came out that he was on some um, pretty heavy uh, antidepressant drugs or prescribed drugs that had him out of his head. So maybe him and The Rock have made up who knows? I would not. I would stay far away from Tyrese. Um, the next film on my list is It 2. I did not know they was going to do a pre uh, a sequel for this because, you know, quite frankly, it was one book. Okay? And they did one film already. They did that already. And then It last year was basically a reboot. So, the fact that they're going to have a sequel now, now we're going off of not a book. Now we're going off of someone who wrote a script and said, hey, this is a good look right here. This is what we'll do. And so, you know, who knows? I'm pretty sure I won't go see this one just like I didn't go see the first one. But for those of you that like shit like this, that's coming out September 6th, six days before my birthday. Um, Alright, and the last film that I wrote down is a film that I totally forgot was even going to um, come out this year. I didn't actually I don't think I knew it was going to come out this year, but I knew that a sequel or a part three was coming, and that would be Kingsman. I don't know how many of y'all are really up on Kingsman, but listen, I I think I, I watched Kingsman for the first time on the way to or on the way from India, um, maybe about four years ago or three or four years ago, whenever that was that I went. And... Um, I, I love the first one. I bought it, right? The second one came out. I was excited to see it, but I never got to the movie, so I bought it. Okay? I love it. I mean, and it's not, listen, it's not the best movies in the world, but they are great. I love them. They're fun, action packed, special effects, um, you know, English accents. Shit, you can't go wrong. Um, and Kingsman 3 will most likely have uh, Channing Tatum in it. Um, because he was in Kingsman 2, and then um, at the end of Kingsman 2, he uh, he had a scene where he was, you know, in London, and he came to the shop where the Kingsman, you know, that's their shop, their undercover shop. So, so you know, it should be good. It should be good. Somebody else crazy is taking over the world. The first movie was Samuel L. Jackson. The second movie was the chick from uh, Ju Julianne Moore. I was about to call her something completely different, but Julianne Moore. So I'm sure they'll find somebody just as crazy to be the next villain, and um, I'm all in. But that's not until November 8th, so I have plenty of time on that one. So I can actually put it out of my head and just focus on these ones that are coming up in the next like month or two. So, but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that was a help for you. Um, those of you that are big movie buffs like myself, I love going to the movies. Obviously going to the movies costs money, you know, so that's a struggle, but you know, Hey, um, for those that I'm really down for, which is going to be us, um, Captain Marvel and Avengers, um, definitely going to the movies to see those three for sure. 
Um, and then the other ones, we'll just have to play by ear, see how life is, and, and see if I can go out to these movie theaters to see them. Um, but yeah, so if you guys have any other movies that you're interested in, drop me a uh, comment on this podcast um, in Podbean. Um, you can follow me at Mills the Virgo on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, a Facebook page for Mills Speaks will be created soon, and so will an individual um, Instagram. I probably won't do it for Twitter, um, just because that's just too much. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so that was my list. So, you guys, let me know what you think, and I hope that you have a uh, a great and prosperous week ahead. And again. Drop it. Yeah, give me some brew and I might just chill, but I'm the type that likes to light enough.